It's Tuesday, January 25th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about why this tax season is looking to be different than others, the talk about a possible upcoming recession, European and U.S. actions towards Russia, and the call for the British Prime Minister to resign. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Yesterday marked the first day of tax season and the first day we could all start filing our information from 2021. But the IRS is warning of a pretty different and frankly chaotic season this year. The department is really backed up with last year's returns, with still an estimated 8.6 million unprocessed individual income returns and 2.8 million unprocessed business returns. By comparison, the IRS usually only has a backlog of about 1 million from the year before. The reasons seem to be mostly pandemic-related. Department workers had the added workload last year of distributing COVID-related stimulus checks to hundreds of millions of Americans, as well as adjust to the evolving tax codes. Keep in mind that taxpayers have then had to include these changes in their filings, on top of other new measures like the child tax credit, and all this has contributed to errors and delays. Another reason is a resource issue. The IRS is really understaffed right now with about a 20% smaller budget than a decade ago, even when adjusted for inflation. Add on top of that, lots of workers out from COVID-related issues. So because of all this, the department is urging taxpayers to file as early as possible and also to file electronically. With so many new factors this year, it looks like they're trying to brace themselves for the likelihood of getting backed up even more. Right now, the last day to file is April 18th, and so far, there's no plans for universal extensions like there were the last couple years. We're all aware of the tumultuous economic period we've been in for the last couple years. COVID threw every person, nation, industry for a loop, and now two years in, some are starting to consider the implications of the decisions made during this time, particularly economists who are trying to wrap their heads around the roller coaster that is the current global economy. One of the theories some economists are starting to explore is the possibility that the decisions of the last couple years could result in an upcoming recession. Recession talk is early, and it seems to be mostly speculative at this point, but with the Fed talking about raising interest rates, it's on the table. So the reasoning behind the recession talk is incredibly nuanced, as you can imagine, but in short, it seems to be rooted in the very fundamental philosophy of supply and demand. Throughout the pandemic, thanks to government stimulus checks and the fact that people weren't traveling or going out, many were actually able to save a lot of money over this time. Also, the Fed lowered interest rates a lot to incentivize spending. So when lockdowns did start to ease a little in 2021, people started buying. Consumers consumed so much so fast that supply chains had a hard time keeping up. Demand was far exceeding supply. And what happened is prices of goods and services, particularly some asset classes like houses, skyrocketed. Prices went up and we went into an inflationary period. At first, the Fed declared it a transitory inflation, meaning it was expected to be temporary, 
but it hasn't eased up yet. So now the Fed is thinking of raising interest rates again to try to ease prices back down. This is where we start hearing about bubbles bursting. But what's different about this time than, say, when the housing bubble burst in 2008 or when the dot-com bubble burst in the early 2000s is that there's not really anything specific to point to here. Some have described it as an everything bubble, which isn't particularly helpful. It seems like they're referring to the fact that there's a lot of spending and debt all around. Individuals, businesses, and even governments. This isn't even mentioning the fact that, historically speaking, the economy is overdue for a correction anyway, with one expected every couple years. Again, this talk is just a theory, but I have seen more and more strategists and economists discussing the possibility, so it was worth a dive, and I'll definitely keep an eye on the topic. The situation at the Ukraine and Russia border continues to escalate, with Ukraine allies starting to respond to Russia's growing military presence by sending their own reinforcements. Over the last couple months, Russia has been amassing now over 100,000 troops on the Ukraine border, which has increasingly worried Ukraine and its allies that an invasion could be on the horizon. This move wouldn't be unprecedented, considering the history between the two nations where Russia has already invaded Ukraine and even took some of their territory. Territory. Russia has denied the intention to invade or provoke their neighboring country again, but at the same time, they're also stating demands. For example, they want assurances that NATO won't expand into eastern countries like Ukraine. NATO is a group of countries that agrees to defend each other in times of conflict, so it appears that Russia wants to keep this coalition away from its borders. But NATO has responded that it's not going to make that deal. So tensions are rising, and just today, several European nations have started sending over military backup closer to the region, which signals a potential escalation. It's said that President Biden is currently considering whether to send troops or not. U.S. involvement is suspected to be seen as a major move that would likely be met with strong Russian disapproval. Also, the British and U.S. embassies within Ukraine have started preparations to evacuate some staffers and their families from the region. It is worth noting that a spokesman from the Ukraine Foreign Ministry did call these evacuations premature and even excessive. Regardless, eyes around the world are on the situation. As of now, nothing has actually happened, but the standoff is escalating. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is currently the main subject of an investigation into whether or not government officials broke COVID-related laws over the last couple years by attending large gatherings while the rest of the country was under lockdown and restricted to social distancing rules. One gathering in particular is in focus, a garden party in May of 2020 that had an invite list of around 100 people. In response to his attendance, the Prime Minister told the British Parliament that he thought it was a work event and that he didn't know that attending the party meant breaking protocols. Now, it's this statement that could put Johnson in hot water. Apparently, the ministerial code is that if it's proven that he is misleading parliament with his statements, in other words, if he's lying, then he is expected to resign. Well, considering that a former aide is willing to swear under oath that the prime minister was aware that he was breaking the rules, the outrage is growing. The investigation is expected to release the findings by the end of the month. It's Tuesday, January 25th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, 
Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.